22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. As we creep closer and closer to episode 100, the one question on everyone's mind is... Why am I so beautiful? I was going to say, <laughs> will Mike Shelf ever come back? Mike Shelf. Mike uh, Shelf. Yeah. Possibly. Wow. <laughs> That's so anticlimactic. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 86. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and writing shotgun is the man who is the gatekeeper to all good movies that go to heaven. Lord knows that's a very, very small pool. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Bender, why are you spending so much time in the bathroom? Are you jacking on in there? <laughs> <laughs> and riding the other shotgun, yes, it's another shotgun, is the man who refers to himself as the man. Well, hey, everyone calls himself the man while jerking off. <laughs> Let him be. RT Square, Ralph the Tech. Every time I think I'm out, I look around and I actually am out. <laughs> I need to clarify something though If I was riding shotgun And then Ralph is riding shotgun Is he sitting on my lap? No, I'm riding a shotgun Aww. That sounds uncomfortable <laughs> are, you, are you riding it the long way or the short way? It's, it's actually a tank But I call it shotgun ah. First off, him on your lap Isn't that more uncomfortable? <laughs> Ralph, you're too heavy <laughs> I'm not heavy, I just weigh <laughs> Those are my keys And that's a roll of quarters <laughs> Lined up I'm, I'm smuggling two squash balls <laughs> With a Lionel train set? <laughs> all right, all right. So today we're going to be, um, we're going to get all biblical on your ass and we're going to review the first season of AMC's show, The Preacher. Then we're going to review the much talked about DC movie, Suicide Squad. But first, it's Mike. It's been two weeks. It's like a high school girl with gossip. He's got a lot to spill. So let's go to the quick news. And now. The Quick News with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. And you know she puts out on the first date and that dress she wore. Oh, my God. What was she thinking? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sounds, sounds like my second job at night. <laughs> Shout out to those who know me. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, popes, priests, even evangelical fanatics have tried to prove the existence of God for years, uh, but it took Hollywood to prove it. Now, how they did this, you might ask? Well, actor Jonah Hill says that MIB 23 is unlikely to happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the three-quill reboot was going to combine the Jump Street franchise. A little delayed, but yes. Uh, the three-boot uh, reboot was going to combine the Jump Street franchise with a reboot of the MIB franchise without Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, so keep saying your prayers. Somebody's obviously listening. Oh, my goodness. I remember some people were, t- were telling me they couldn't wait for it. I was like, couldn't wait for what? <laughs> I mean, how many bad moves does it take for, for people to say, you know what, that just sounds like a bad idea. Let's just leave that be. Yeah, well, it's, what gets me is the people that defend all these bad ideas. Again, everyone likes what they like. That's fine. But you have to know when something just isn't bad. Just say you like it, but you know it's bad. Don't go, it's great, and, and you're just being closed-minded, or you blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, it's just, bad. Just, or, or just say, hey, I like it, and you know, you might not like it, but I do. Because then I can respect that. I might not respect you, but I can respect their opinion. <laughs> That's what it is and in this world today. If you say I like pink or orange, and then people are know the color of the day is black, you're gonna get ridiculed. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. And mind you, I liked Jump Street. The movies are funny. They're they're not fucking rocket science, but they're funny. But I don't like mixing my tea with my um, I don't know whatever food you'd not mix tea with. <laughs> Beer. 
Beer? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was really weird. Is um in the same article, Joan Hill was saying that uh, that even with the the Jump Street franchise, they're like that. They said that one of the reasons why the uh, the combo may not happen is because of the same reason with Twenty One Jump Street or the Jump Street franchise is that the whole purpose of the movies were to make fun of the whole like blockbuster right. franchise sequel process, and now they're a franchise with sequels. And it's like you know right. the jokes. After a while, you can't keep making a joke about something that you are. Right, <laughs> yeah. especially the ending of the second one, which is pretty funny. Yeah. That one, those those possible Jump Street movies that they uh, foreshadowed, I guess you could say, oh, yeah. at the end of the movies, hilarious. Yeah. All right, so what else we got there, Mike? That's some good news to start it off at once. All righty. Uh, who is a six-time uh, NBA champion and has penned a comic book? Me? Wait, no. What? Who? Uh, well, none other than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Stop. The seven-foot-two-inch Los Angeles Laker. Now, that's uh, 218.44 centimeters for those of you in less civilized countries. Wow. Uh, he's made a common book uh, titled Mycroft Holmes, The Apocalypse Handbook Number 1, and it's a limited series based on Sherlock Holmes' older and possibly smarter brother. Mycroft is shown as a James Bond-like jerk who belittles everyone and overindulges with the ladies drinking and fighting. The series is based on Abdul-Jabbar's uh, novel, Mycroft Holmes, which he co-authored with Anna Waterhouse in September 2015. He's evidently an avid Sherlock Holmes fan. Like, he's read everything by it. If you told me any other basketball player, I wouldn't believe you. But being that it's Kareem, mm -hmm. I totally believe yeah, it. I was impressed with that. I was like, wow. I'm actually interested to go and pick up the book and read it. Yeah. As opposed to all the other books that we fucking tell you to pick up? No, I meant the actual novel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Ralph. <laughs> First time I'm fucking interested in something. 86 episodes, I'm finally interested. Nice. That's what I thought you were saying. What are you talking about? I've read uh, Craven's Last Town and Kingdom yeah. Come. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. Anyway. And, and Killing Joke. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but those are, those, are, those are requirements for the show. The not Black like, Mirror. I'm just going to pick it up out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. I read The Tick. Yeah, yeah that was, was good. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got there, Spoon? Already <laughs> proven it's the station for all manner of superhero storytelling. CW's CW Seed announced that it will be debuting a new animated series called Freedom Fighters The Ray. The series is based on the DC Comics superhero team, uh, known as the Freedom Fighters, uh, particularly the version by writer Grant Morrison found in the pages of the Multiversity. In addition to a new show, the CW Seed will have the first gay superhero leading a team when Ray Terrell gains light-based powers after being exposed to a genetic light bomb. Hmm. Yeah. What's a genetic light bulb? I do not know, but we'll have to tune in to find out, I guess. And was he gay before the bomb, or was it afterwards? I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to find that out too. <laughs> it, it, it depends on what part of um what, what part of the, the the country you watch it in, because I didn't realize not to go too off topic, but I was watching a movie that was pirated, and um. <laughs> oh wow! I got a unit. We're we're in sync today, guys. What a coincidence! I was actually watching a pirate movie. Oh Ooh. goodness! Oh no! But and I was watching a movie with a pirate. <laughs> all right, all right. The point is that I was watching this pirated movie, and what ended up happening was. I know there's certain parts of this particular movie that are um, deal with sex and nudity and that kind of stuff, and it's a comedy. Matter of fact, I'll say, it. It is was, it a porn? It was no Central Intelligence. Oh, so, okay. so there's oh, okay. parts of the movie that I know, like like when he gets thrown into the middle of the gym naked. Right. I mean, you don't see it, but he gets thrown in. There was a copy, I guess it must have been from um, I forget what the subtitles were, but from another country. They cut anything that had to do with sex and anything that had to um, allude to or um, like kind of refer to a sexual joke or like nudity or any of that stuff cut it right out and throughout the entire film wow the entire two minute film <laughs> in today's comedy world i can't imagine what else was left wow <laughs> but
But but what I'm trying to say is that with you guys talking about um fuck. Uh, the Ray. <laughs> Thank you. Just just saying that stuff. I'm like, it's funny because different parts of the um, not the country, but any parts of the world, they can edit the property however they want. Right. And I can imagine if this was shown in a country that wasn't um, the very very friendly to gays and, and anybody else, what they would do to that. Yeah. Why but, is he holding hands? That's my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he kissing him? He needed more oxygen. <laughs> it just makes me. It just makes me want to pirate the real version of the movie or whatever it is into the country. <laughs> Your eyes have been open. You're welcome. <laughs> A whole country passed out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, else you got Mike. Uh, well, after soundly defeating Vandal Savage and then wiping out the Time Masters, what else do the Legends of Tomorrow have to fear? All right. Cancellation. <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> How about a CW time stream version of the Legion of Doom? What? Malcolm Merlin, John Barrowman, yeah. Damian Dark, Neil McDonough, the Reverse Flash, Matt Letcher, and Captain Cold Wentworth Miller will put the new team through its paces beginning October 13th. Yep, I like that. That's what I was talking about before. That, that yeah. They're going to have a... A nice villain team. I like that. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. And then, and then, um, um, Mr. Um, Captain Cold's gonna be part of that. That's kind of yeah. cool. I like that. That'll be great, especially like with him being uh, hopefully, and hopefully they don't just like making the same Captain Cold. Like in other words, like the fact that he was a hero that I mean, a villain that had to change your heart. It would just be cool to see him as just a villain, like a nasty mofo. Pro- probably the cat. And I think the. I mean, obviously they're gonna probably catch him in a time stream before he was taken by the um, heroes of tomorrow. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> see, see that—that's why they getting canceled. I can't even remember their name. <laughs> they're, not get, they're getting a second season. They're yeah. not getting canceled. Mercifully, mercifully, <laughs> it, it was a good show, but it took a while they to did. get there. And then it had a weird ending. <laughs> we don't know how to deal with time, but your time. Oh, never mind. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> once you deal with time, aren't you the one that said once you start dealing with time, you're kind of fucking your series? Oh yeah, I mean, any. I, so I, are they I, fucking themselves in the yeah, first season? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because time, anything that starts manipulating time. It never comes out well. I mean, you know, I mean, you do the best job you can because the thing is, if you overanalyze Doctor Who, and I, you know, that's a great show, you're just like, well, that didn't make any sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? At least that show doesn't really cross itself, right? So. That's at least a good thing. Yeah. What else we got there, Mike? All right. Last but not least, last but not least, when you have former members of Glee dressed in capes and tights, you have to expect some singing eventually. Uh, now that they're part of a shared universe, Supergirl and Flash will oh, have a musical crossover. No number this season oh yeah oh come on the two-part sing fest is likely to also feature characters from arrow and legends of tomorrow Wow! Yeah, can you imagine that there? Well, you already have like Jesse L. Um, Jesse L. Martin. Martin. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, but, but, he's a great singer. You know? he, he, he can do but it. But you got the people from Glee. What are you going to have? Well, <sighs> there was a, an interview that I read that said that. Uh, Stephen Amell was, was like against a musical episode. Sure Good he, job, he, Stephen Amell. I don't Amell. think he can sing. <laughs> Where he's like, if they're singing, I'm not going to do it. Well, that was funny. It was just, Have him rap. But come on, like, like, you know, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer when they did it, which was a great musical number um, episode. But it was yes. just so funny because like the staff, the, the cast was just like, yeah, we can't sing. And they didn't like, they, they didn't use fake voices. I mean, Willow really couldn't sing. <laughs> but either could Buffy. Like they just went with it and you're like, that was horrible singing, but a great show. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that was one. Of, I mean, Joss Whedon did a great job on that. Yeah. Show. Oh, that, that that episode is a fantastic episode. One of my favorite episodes. But uh, between that and the time they had no sound. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> that one. That one is the best one. Yes. When they oh, can't my god. talk. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, but also just to finish up with that uh, same uh, point, just in case you are not musically inclined, here's some Supergirl news that does not require anyone to carry a tune. The pod person from the finale. 
Here's a spoiler. It's a non-Kryptonian legionnaire. Anybody want to take a guess? A non-Kryptonian legionnaire. Yeah. Not, so it's not Brainiac. Not Saturn, no. Girl. Well, first of all, they're all non-Kryptonian. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> well, except for a Superboy. <laughs> right. Um, is, is it like the... Wasn't there a, a, a legionnaire that could like blow himself up? It was like a Bouncing boy? There you go. It's not him. Damn it. Who is it? Monel. Who? Monel. He's from another planet, but he has Superman-like powers. Right. Yeah. Um, in fact, did, when they first introduced them way back in the 50s, they thought that they were from the same planet. You said Manuel? Manuel. Manuel. Man, Manuel. 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 He, just because an illegal alien that showed up here <laughs> unexpectedly does not make that's, him your that's, cousin. That's where the L came from. <laughs> you sure? Because, you know, I, I'm Raphael, so. Oh, good. Manuel. It's probably Manuel. All I got to say is, Manuel, wasn't, didn't he take over for Superman while he was gone a couple of years ago? He had the Superman yeah. uniform with the, with, the, with the S on the shoulder. Um, I think so. Well, there was definitely there was a plot point for many years ago. I think this was from the '80s um, when they thought it was Superboy that had come back um, to help them because it was one of those weird things about the Legion. Uh, the Legion series is that whenever Superboy would travel into the future, or Superman, I'm sorry, would travel into the future, he he was somehow always Superboy. Like Supergirl remained her current age, and therefore she grew up. But Superman, whenever he went into the future, somehow turned back into a boy. It made no sense. So we just leave that where it is. But so that they thought the Superboy was there. And then and that was like the big play. It wasn't Superboy. So now they're like, who is it? And the Legion is trying to figure out who it is because like Superboy had expressed love for this one particular member. I forget who she was. Right. So they're trying to figure out who it is. And then they were just like, oh, then the villain was just like, I know. I know who you are. You're not Superboy. You know, he goes and I'm going to like and he was going to attack him on multiple fronts. And he was just like, because you can only use one power at a time. He thought he was Ultra Boy. Who right, can, right, yeah. he can alternate all of Superman's powers, but only one at a time. And then he, he was able to use more than one. And that's when he realized, oh, my God, you're Monel. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Monel is the person on Supergirl. Yeah. Interesting. And, okay. and then also, Sharon Leaf will join. I'm sorry, Sharon Leal will join the cast as Miss Martian. Oh, man. The, I thought they were waiting for that, but I guess they're saying, fuck it, you know, we might get canceled. We might be the one to get canceled, yeah. so all guns out now. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. The, the white Martian, Miss Martian, pretending to be a green Martian. Yeah. Wow, okay. So that's all your quick news. That's all I got. All I'm going to throw out is one piece of quick news. Did anybody hear about, did anybody hear Stanley's response to David Ayers? Oh, no, I haven't. David Ayers basically on the red carpet was asked something about um, what does he think about Marvel? And he basically said, fuck Marvel. Yeah, well, th- he says that uh, someone in the crowd started it and he just joined in. He, and he now regrets having done that. Yeah, and Stan Lee's response was epic. I'm not going to say what it is, but Stan Lee is such a class act, yet so funny. When you get a chance, go online, check it out. Pretty funny. And yeah, now I want to know what it is. <laughs> makes you want to check it out even more. But let's put it this way. For Stan Lee, and I think Mike could appreciate this because Mike, I, let's, let's not get it twisted. Mike likes to curse every once in a while, but for the most part... Might believe in decorum and, and is the right place for everything. Stanley handles Damn it. Damn fucking right. <laughs> Stanley handles it in such a way where you're like, and he shot him down. That's right. <laughs> Without cursing. So it's great. So, oh, nice. So just that was just a quick news I just want to add. Ralph, did you want to add anything? I, I can't remember. Did Mike, did you ever mention anything about the upcoming uh, Cloak and Dagger series coming to Freeform? Yes, but not to Freeform. I don't think I had a, a thing, but I had mentioned that it was coming the to The former TV. ABC Family? Yeah. That's what it was. That's right, because it was former ABC Family. Yeah, it's right. called Freeform. Yeah. Freeform, oh, yeah. Family, yeah. Okay. Freeform, what a tongue. Never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm still excited to see check it out, though. Whether you, we mentioned oh, yeah. it once or uh, twice. When is it coming? Did they have a, a kind of... Because I know when I did it, they didn't have any kind of scheduled time yet. 
I didn't see anything, but I'm I'm speculating either fall or January 2017. Oh, that would be exciting. I, I like Cloak and Dagger. I mean, they're cheesy when they're done wrong. Well, I'm sorry. When they're done wrong, they're just horrible. They're cheesy when they're done mediocre, but when they're done right, they're a really good. It's a good team. It's a good power set, and they're just they have a story that that's applicable through since the 80s actually. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know, teens thrown out into the street, um, dealing with runaways, and dealing, dealing with runaways, drug trials, ending up dealing drugs, stuff like that. You know, it's just such a great, yeah, yeah. the abuse of the youth on the street. It's just, it's a really great story to tell. It, it, um, interracial dating. Yeah. Oh, interracial <laughs> dating. That's right. I forgot about <laughs> I forget that. Forget about that. Yeah. I mean, we, we we don't call cloak cloak because he's on. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all right. So let's go right on to our first half of the show. Okay. And for our first half, we're gonna see if AMC can make lightning strike again with their new series, The Preacher. And with the synopsis, is a man who people might say is the most sacrilegious of of us all, but the man doesn't believe in heaven or hell, just the holy book of Grendel. So Mike the Finance Guy, take it away. Grendel is God. I was waiting for you to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Wish I still got to catch up and read that. Uh, Preacher is the live-action television series based on the DC Comics vertical imprint of the same name that was created by writer Garth Ennis and artist Steve Dillon. The supernatural horror dramedy was developed by Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen, and Sam Catlin, or excuse me, Sam Catlin, for the AMC channel. The series was launched May 22nd and finished its 10-episode first season on June 29th. AMC has already renewed the series for 13 episodes, season two. All right, synopsis. A small-town preacher named Jesse Custer is suddenly filled with Genesis. Now, for the kinky hoes at home, this does not mean there was a gangbang <laughs> involving Phil Collins and his former band members oh my. smashing Jesse's back door and painting it white on the way out. Su-su-studio. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Genesis is the unwanted love child of an angel and demon composed of both pure goodness and pure evil. Uh, possessed of this entity, Jesse uh, has the power to command those that can hear and comprehend his words. Shortly after obtaining these powers, Jesse is joined by his angry black gun-toady ex-girlfriend, Tulip O'Hare, mm-hmm. if you may have guessed, she wasn't black in the comics with a name like that, <laughs> <laughs> and an Irish vampire with a Charlie Sheen-level drug problem that goes by the name Cassidy. Ah, yes. Pursued by two Adelphi angels, Fiori and DeBlanc, Jesse and his crew tr- uh, try to bring religion, get revenge, and buy booze, all b- before searching for God. Yeah. All right, this, cool. Uh, the show is starring Dominic Cooper as Jesse Custer, Joseph Gilgan as Cassidy, Ruth Nega as Tulip O'Hare, Lucy Griffiths as Emily Woodrow, Derek Wilson as Donnie Schenk, Ian Coletti as Eugene Root, a.k.a. Arseface, Tom Brooke as Fior, Anatole Youssef as DeBlanc, W. Earl Brown as Sheriff Hugo Root, Jackie O'Haley as Odin Quincannon, Ricky Mabe as Miles Pearson, Jamie Ann Allman as Betsy Schenk, Nathan Darrow as John Custer, and Graham McTavish as Cowboy, a.k.a. the Saint of Killers. All right, so let's go press that button before we even begin. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. You know, now hearing that, by the way, I kind of want Danny Boy to come over and do do a version with his accent. Oh, man. (laughs) That would be great. UK versus Australia. Yeah, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Shout out to Danny Boy, not that he'd ever hear this, but might as well say it there anyway. Crown versus criminals. (laughs) Wow. Mike just kissing up to all his fucking UK friends. <laughs> and just shitting on everyone from Australia. Basically. <laughs> the country that tries to kill you. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. The Preacher. For those who have read the book, let us put Forget it out. Forget it. <laughs> I'll put it out there now. Not even close. And I think for me, that bothered me. But we'll get to that in a second. What did you guys like 
about about the series? Let's, let's go right into it. What did you guys like about it? Um, so going in, I was completely in the blank. I never read the book, never even heard about Preacher. I thought it was just like some. When I heard it was a comic book thing, I'm like, okay, so there's going to be some sort of superpowers or something. And so I started watching it, and the very first thing I see is someone getting blown up. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I was like, what, what the hell got into him? Like, Didn't take long for them to kill the black man, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit, that, that already got me on the edge of my seat. I'm like, wow, okay, they, they're blowing someone up within the first Wait, five you minutes. mean the, the cheesy version of the galaxy didn't? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I, love that, I love that paper mache galaxy they had in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, all right. So I keep on watching, I'm like, wow. It's, it's, it's not as dramatic as The Walking Dead, so I like that. Mm-hmm. And this guy's cursing and fucking and like shooting people. He, he's a badass preacher, so I'm like, fuck yeah, this shit is awesome. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the comics, but this shit is awesome. And so then... More is going on in the comics. Yeah. And I don't mean yeah. more story, I just mean more of what you just said is going on in the comics. <laughs> so when I, after the first three episodes that I saw, I decided to look it up on Wikipedia. And I'm like, it says that He's the whole point of the story is that he gets his power and then he goes to try to find God. And I'm like, all right, so what's going on? Where's, where's this, his searching happening? And then mm-hmm. once I've seen the whole series for the first season, I'm like, all right, now I see where they're going with the comic. But this right. was, this whole f- was like 10 episodes was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I 10 like, episodes of greatness. I like the characters themselves, um, which I will get to that part in a little bit um why, why, why are you inching in mike why are you inching in wow how many days have you heard to say that mike why are you inching in mike why are you inching in? <laughs> okay no, don't but, ram it now <laughs> no but i mean i did like the characters um i thought they were really well done uh and i like the general feel you know i thought that it began a little bit slow but mm-hmm. i did like the feel of the the story um and you know I, i've read a decent i did i read maybe less than half of the the actual run of the series so it was just interesting seeing, like, you know, a live version of a lot of the characters. Um, and I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Um, I agree with you because I remember seeing you um, seeing you a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about Preacher and I said one of the things that, that got me a little bit was that if I felt it was slow. But I'm wondering if I felt that way, for, just speaking for myself, because I know what the comic was and right. because, you know, I mean, I've read enough of the comic that I know where it should be beginning and I'm like, this is nowhere near where it right. should be beginning if I'm expecting that. Right. But that's what that's the part I want to get to when once we get to talking about the things I do have problems with though. But um but I did enjoy the characters. I thought like the the settings were really well done. I mm-hmm. thought uh the feel, you know, like you felt like you were in like a lazy do nothing town, you know, that that's just barely existing for whatever, you know, reason that it just happens to be able to exist. You know, like right. they really covered that feel really well. For a moment I thought that that town was like the like a representation of hell because all the people it there have been just seemed horrible yeah and it's funny because just when you think that there's hope for somebody they, they say some real fucked up comment yeah. <laughs> right like like when um when um jesse goes to see the girl who's um who's paralyzed and not paralyzed but just kind of like catatonic catatonic that's yeah. what i'm looking for and, and when when he brings over the casserole and what the woman says about like you know i'm saying i'm sorry and, and i'm like wow you're just a dick <laughs> not even okay i understand you're upset or you know i you know you're under a lot of you're just a fucking bitch yeah. and, and just it seemed like this this followed a trend yeah but i definitely agree that the settings were great i liked the the way the characters were not only you know how they were used and how they how they were fleshed out in this process but 
now I watched it a second time because I told Mike I said I've seen the whole series. I why I had to watch it again because I just you know it was so disjointed when I saw the first five and the last five. Um, it 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 works it works really well. Mm-hmm. I I I feel like it just worked really well even for a book that wasn't or or for a, a part of the the story that's not part of the book. Right. It it, it worked well. And I was like okay now that I'm over that I'm okay. Okay. I thought like my like, tulip was awesome. Oh, she was good. She, she was well. She was great on Agents of Shield. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah. I didn't see it though. Yeah, and um, Cassidy, fucking hilarious. Fucking Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Cassidy's just great. Hilarious, and it's it's crazy because it's like for like the first like few episodes where the uh, where Jesse doesn't know that he's a vampire, and he doesn't he doesn't even care. He's 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 dressed with these like cloaks and then the 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 Chinese hat. Yeah, just trying not to get burned by the sun, and then Jesse's like, you know, it's just, he's just doing what he needs to do. Just like, he's trying to fix the church. Dude, let him let him be. Let he's him not be. trying to fix the church. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's been told to fix yeah, the church. He's, 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 he's trying. He's trying to be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, and then the the part where um, uh, they're drinking at the church, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cassidy pulls out that like really hard liquor, and he's like to Jesse, he's like, "Listen, if if you don't want to drink that, that shit will kill you." And Jesse's like, nah, "I don't believe that." And he takes a swig and just passes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it went well, but as we're talking, Ralph, um, I'm listening to Mike, and Mike sounds like, have you ever talked to somebody and they want to tell you that you did something wrong and they're waiting for you to finish? Yeah. That kind of sounds like the way Mike, not that we did anything wrong, but the show did something wrong. <laughs> Mike sounds like, like I'm waiting, waiting. Wait. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> Let us observe. Mike, the floor is yours. No, no, no. no. You got to throw the question out there. All, All right. right. So what are some things we had problems with? Um, Go. <laughs> I, no, my biggest problem is the fact that unless you get one hell of a, which would be ridiculous, hell of a dream sequences or something, the first season is basically a waste of time like that's the part that made me mad it, like like you you let's put it this way except for jesse cassidy and tulip we yeah. have no more characters that's like true. like i mean you, you didn't just say like oh you know walking dead you know they kill off some people like you kill off everybody yeah so like in other words it's like okay Spoilers. so <laughs> right so if you're telling me i'm invested in these characters that's why i'm saying like they created great characters and that's why i said i get back to that that no longer matter like yeah. it, it's like so like so now it's kind of questionable even where is your second season going because really you're gonna have to spend your second season giving me more new characters again <laughs> you know I guess so, so good for those of you that haven't seen it yet here's the big spoiler the town is built on top of a methane power plant powered by the manure from the meat factory that pretty much owns the town and because of an event where it causes everyone to lose their faith and just give in to sin, um, the man who is in charge of guarding the power plant and monitoring the pressure levels dies and isn't there to monitor it, and the whole town just fucking goes Hiroshima, Nagasaki, goodbye. Yeah. Nagasaki? Whatever. Nagasaki. It blows up. <laughs> Get it in right. A, in a very smelly explosion. Yeah, I mean, so it's just one of those things that I'm like, you know, which... It's a big, you know, thumbs up. I mean, a big thumbing your nose at, like, you know, everything. And, and you know, but when you realize that um, the whole town in the original series dies basically within the first couple of pages because they're in church. Yeah. 
And when the Genesis hits Jesse there, it releases such an explosion that everyone dies immediately except for Jesse. He's the only one left alive. So that like, you know, so in the book, it's it's not just that this didn't occur. There was there were no characters for them to no, tell us about. You know, I mean, not like every single person tell. I mean, like the sheriffs and people that weren't in church didn't die at that point. But like, you know, so that it's just interesting that they chose to give us an entire backstory on a town that literally does not exist anymore. I I was I mean you know I was now that I've seen it um already I'm kind of okay with it. Maybe if they would have maybe made it shorter. I, that's what I think they should have done. Ten episodes are a little too long, so because I was surprised by it, I was like, "Oh, they're still going to do this? They're still going to blow the the right. whole the whole place up?" Okay, but because that's what the original comic had. But I like the fact that it took ten episodes all the way to the end for me to figure out that they're going to go down the route of you know looking for God around right. the country. I said, "Okay, is this going to be a, a different kind of a preacher where they're yeah. just in the town the entire time?" Yeah, because it's it's definitely not everybody in the town was unredeemable. You know, or something like that. I mean, everyone had their problems. I mean, because the thing is, at first I was just like, okay, you know, why did they kill everybody? You know, not everybody sinned. I mean, beyond the obvious, well, all the children didn't sin. Um, you know, taking that away. But then I did well, remember, I was thinking about Emily. And I'm like, well, you know, why did Emily die? And I'm like, oh, well, Emily did uh, make a man die. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's when right, she yeah. Fed, when she fed the mare to a vampire. Right. <laughs> you know. So I'm just like, I'm like, was that really sin enough, though, to say that, like, Everyone deserved to die, except for it's murder. But but think well, yeah. But uh, but think about it. Like who? The, the whole thing about the preacher himself is he was trying to redeem everybody, and but yet who technically has lived through it all? It's like Cassidy and Tulip. No, our space. <laughs> oh, that's right. Who's evidently in hell working in a restaurant? Yes, because he's supposed to be in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that's working because Jesse didn't seem surprised to see him. Well, he's he's like he's hallucinating. He's like he's following him or something. It's well, like was that supposed to be a hallucination? Or yeah, because he's the only one that could see him. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is that before he was definitely he was telling him he was only in his head. But was he really there this time? Or, or was it still more of a hallucination? It was like a hallucination. He was seeing Ars face in in uh, like um, superimposed on the person whoever oh, was okay. the cashier. Okay, that's fine. So I'm pretty sure whoever the cashier was was thinking like. Wait, what do you mean you're not gonna forget me? Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm, okay. I'm just, I just work here. Okay. Right. That, okay. That's that's the part we didn't see. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming that. I mean, you probably are right. I was thinking that maybe like you know one of the angels did get him out of hell, but like for some odd reason, like maybe only Jesse can recognize him or something like that. You know. No. no. Oh, okay. No, your, your answer actually makes much more sense. Now, now, what what did you think, Ralph? What were the problems you had? Um, hmm. there were some parts where it was like slow. Or you're just like waiting. The whole episode where uh, after he gets um, he gets uh, taken, the church gets taken from him, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like he makes the deal. He's like uh, one more Sunday, and we're gonna speak to God. That whole build up was oh, like, episode nine. Yeah. yeah. Well, that well that was a weird build up, but also the whole scene of them taking the church was that was just a weird like it was a pointless episode. Like I mean it 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 didn't really lead to much of anything that was interesting. Even though the episode itself was fine, it was okay. It was right. We did learn that Jesse can shoot a, a man's dick off. So yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, like, that was all that kind of weird. It was just a very weird episode, and there were there were a few. I mean, weird moments in the story. Fine, because that fits with the, the the crew. I mean, Quinn Cannon himself, Odin Quinn Cannon. That is one fucked up bastard. Oh my that, god, that, Odin Quinn Cannon was played by uh, Jackie Earl um, Haley, who everybody remembers as uh, Rorschach from The Watchmen, but. Or or uh, Freddy Krueger from the remake of the Nightmare on Elm Street, right? But uh, like what he did to his family, 
Oh yeah. Oh, I, oh. I can't tell the difference. Can you tell the difference? Yeah, I was cool. like, that was a great scene though. It was really good. Yeah. It, it, I think that from that episode on, from episode that was seven, that Probably, was the yeah. beginning of seven. It was that's what picked it up for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then like I said, I think once I got over the fact that it was not your mother's, you know, right. preacher, I was okay with it. But that's what got me like that that opening sequence of them being on the ski, um, on the ski monorail, whatever the fuck that's called, and then they fall to their death. It's a ski lift. Ski lift. Right. Yeah. See, I always think of the ski lift as the one that you sit on. Well, they're interchangeable. Are they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> um, it did, this did show Jesse that um, you got to be more specific in what you say. Because oh, yeah. he said, serve God. But which God does he believe in? Yeah. I believe in the God of meat. Yeah, I'm that, serving the God. Of that me. was weird, though. That that part was weird, but I mean, I, I gave it for what it was. But I thought that was just weird. And I'm like, you actually believe there is a God of meat? I mean, it could be, but like now we're realizing that you actually believe that, though. And I'm like, yeah. that's just weird, you know. But it was a good thing, like Donnie. You know, you grew to hate and love Donnie, mm-hmm. all like that. You know, there was like I said, they were, I, that's the whole problem. Like there were so many great characters, and they spent ten episodes developing all of them. And I, I mean, for them to just be gone, it's like. Yeah, and then I, if they come back in a cheesy way, it'll feel cheesy. I, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I feel like I actually kind of liked it because it threw because it threw if because these are characters that I know are not gonna be in the series anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, you know, if you get rid of them that way, and it totally caught me off guard. It better, better for you guys, yeah, because because I did not see that. I thought they were gonna be constants, right. and, and I'm like, wow, they're well, all. I didn't gone. think even if they weren't all constants, but just a few, just so that you have like like I said, because now in the new season. You pretty much, except for Fiore de Blanc and, well, we still have a lot to learn about uh, the Saint of Killer, except for them and then the, you know, Jesse and his crew, like, everybody's going to be new, you know. By the way, the, the, when they showed the Saint of Killers and him going through his whole, you know, story over and over and over again yeah. in hell. That was, was it, tedious. Oh, my God. Was, and, and it wasn't I, it wasn't that worth the payoff. Like, yeah. you, you really could have just told me that in one episode. It, it, it pissed me off because I, every time, I think I was watching it at night. And I thought I was falling asleep. And I, you know, when you fall asleep and you watch something, you're like, I could have sworn I've seen this already. Right. That's what I thought. I'm like, no, but I, I've been awake. My eyes have not shut. Maybe they have. And then at the end, it's like, hell. I'm like, fucking assholes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that explains it. But I did like the fact that the town that the Saint of Killers is from is, is the name of the whiskey that they drink. Whiskey yeah, that's right. Rat water. Oh, okay. I thought that was weird. I was like, well, that's a weird name. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's where the whiskey started. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing is, I'm also, I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the Santa Killers because in the comic, uh, you know, again, Garth Ennis, I think, is a great writer. But Who but goes needs, over the top right, and give him he, too much time? He needs to have breaks put on. Like, like, it just feels like he's like George Lucas, like in the room writing episodes <laughs> one, two, and three. It's just like somebody just needs to go stop. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Just, just stop there, <laughs> you know. Because um, the Saint of Killers in the comic, I mean, he's literally unstoppable. I mean, like, and, and it's like when you're telling me that you're being, pers- you know, our, our heroes are being pursued by something that's literally unstoppable. It's like, well, you're just going to kind of give me a cheesy out by the end. Right. You know, like if, if something's not stoppable at all, then, you know, it's no longer about like, you know, figuring out how to obviously stop this creature or whatever right. it's like now you're going to give me some ridiculous way of like tricking them like yeah. you know rabbit season duck season rabbit season duck season <laughs> you know like <laughs> hey, what's that, you know. Uh, well I mean we'll, we'll, we'll see I, I just 
I'll, I hope they just tone him back a bit. You know, I think you're right about the whole Garth Ennis thing because if you if anybody reads any other, of other uh, any other Garth spit Ennis it out, books, spit it out there. Bleh, it took me a while for me it's to your stutter. Words, Cap. Yes, because I'm sitting close too close to Ralph. I can feel his knee heat on me. <laughs> That's not you know his you knee. Love it. That's not his knee. <laughs> then his dick is hairy as fuck. <laughs> And always hard, obviously. <laughs> Which you can tell when my hand is resting. Now. That's why I call it the Wookie. <laughs> That's why nobody else calls it the Wookie. Why? Because they've never seen it. <laughs> it's all hairy? <laughs> stop. Just stop. Oh, goodness. Well, all the point I'm trying to make is that anytime you read an Innis book, it's good. I mean, there's a whole lot of shock and... And, 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 and third grade language. Third grade language and just a lot of craziness. And for the first 12 issues of something, you're like, yeah. And then after, when you're up to issue 20, you're like, what the fuck was yeah. I watching yeah. or reading? Yeah. It's, it goes from yeah to, yeah. You've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I advise you, Ralph, read the, the book, The Boys. We've talked about it way earlier in the, podca- yeah. in the podcast, but The Boys is an example of that. First 10 issues, 12 issues, Mike got me into that. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. And then By issue 22, yeah. it's just kind of like you're done. I think that's somewhere where I quit was around 22 or something like that. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to add before we start going to ratings and renaming? Uh, nope. Mike? No. All right. So let's go to renaming the show. I'll start it off. The Preacher, PG-13. That's what it was. I mean, that's the only, <laughs> my only problem. It wasn't as grotesque as, as it could be. I'm like, wait, you're on a network where Walking Dead has some grotesque shit and you didn't go all the way? And I'm kind of happy, but that, that's season two. Oh, yeah. But it still worked. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I say PG-13 and you'll see my rating. It still worked. Yeah. Mike? Um, I call it uh, Welcome to Anvil, home of the biggest exploding fart. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love methane. <laughs> well, you don't have to love it. No, you just, uh, anyway. I hope not. It's called Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Ralph? Preacher, you have a power to make anyone do what you want them to do, and you don't have not one musical number? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I'm trying to think. Oh, that, that was a Sesame Street episode, by the way. You know that, right? What? Where they, they control people? El- Elmo ha- ha- um, got a wish from the fairy that's there, and he said, "I just Who, want Big Bird." What? No, <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave Big Bird alone. That's the man. <laughs> no, he he get, he gets a wish from from um um uh, what do you call it? The fairy named Abby, and he goes, "I just don't want the singing to stop." And they just can't stop singing the entire time. I mean, they're singing, they can't sleep or nothing. They're singing throughout the entire episode. Even Elmo. And he's like, what the hell? I just can't get ready to sing. And Abby shows up and she goes, wait, what happened? And Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's funny that you say that. So that's not the one where he wishes for everyone to worship Satan? <laughs> no. Hell, well, Satan! <laughs> well, 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 HBO, the home of True Blood. I'm pre- I won't be surprised <laughs> if that happens. All right, so let's go to ratings for Preacher Season 1. Well... I give Preacher season one nine. He just shot his dick off. <laughs> All right. So good your dick will get shot off. <laughs> I'm going to give it eight and a half. Wow, that ass looks like a face. Or that face looks like an ass. Don't know which way to go with it. Out of ten. Mike? It's really funny. You should see that guy without makeup on and stuff like that. Uh-huh. He's a really good looking guy, but it's like you're like, wow, you look really different <laughs> without that ass face. I'll have to look him up, <laughs> yeah. Um, I give it eight. Preacher put a spell on my Donnie out of 10. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I fucking hate Donnie. <laughs> All right. What? So, <laughs> exactly. So there you have it. Preacher, a little bit toned down, but season two might change some of that. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, I don't even know what disgusting thing to say, but we'll be back. Far. 
So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. All right, welcome back to the show. And for our second half, we'll be taking on the long-awaited DC movie, Suicide Squad. Will DC make up for the failure of Batman v Superman? Well, we'll find out. But first, a synopsis from MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. All right, Suicide Squad is the latest live-action superhero feature film from the DC Extended Universe. The film is based on the DC Comics anti-hero team created by John Ostrander, Len Wein, and John Byrne that was launched in 1987. The movie has a 123-minute runtime with a budget of $175 million. The Will Smith and Margot Robbie spectacle had a strong opening weekend, making $133 million, but lost 67% by its second weekend gross. The, mo- the movie's projected break-even is around $850 million, uh, and it has so far earned a worldwide total of $465 million. Suicide Squad has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 27%, tying that with Batman v Superman, and a Metacritic score of 40 out of 100. Synopsis! Fuck you, DCEU. <laughs> you should have you just should save promotional time and cost by taglining your next film with quote, here is another turd we fish out of the, um, the toilet bowl, part four. End quote. <laughs> and then guess what? You can reuse it for the project after that too, just updated to part five. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, remember when cartoons were simply crappy versions of feature films? Well, DC doesn't. <laughs> In a plot that must have been cobbled together from a bunch of rejected Scooby-Doo scripts, a ragtag group of murderous malefactors find hope, family bonding, and an egregious amount of unnecessary CGI in a city that even Batman and the Flash don't care enough about to save a life. Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Killer Croc, El Diablo, Rick Flagg, Katana, and Will Smith as Will Smith with a gun are brought together by Amanda Waller to stop a threat so lame that anybody with a baseball bat or a good right punch could have stopped. <laughs> the squad is made up of a bunch of villains, but the only criminal was David Ayer for writing and directing this mess. Wow. Uh, starring Will Smith as Floyd Lawton, Deadshot, Margaret Robbie as Harleen Quinzel, Harley Quinn, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, uh, Jai Courtney as Digger Harkness, Boomerang, Jay Hernandez as Chato Satana, El Diablo, Adewale Akinoya um, Agbaji as Waylon Jones, Killer Croc. Cara, I'm sorry, Cara Delevingne as June Moon, Enchantress, and Jared Leto as Joker. All right, so let's go into it. But before we do that, let's please press the spoiler button. He gets paid by the press. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. <laughs> All right. So let's go into it. Suicide Squad. Everybody dies. No, shut up. (laughs) He meant the audience. (laughs) Everybody died after seeing it. Now, here's what I'll say. And I'm going to throw this comment. Usually I say, what did you like? What did you you didn't like? I'm going to throw the question out and give my answer to it. And then see what everybody else says. Was Suicide Squad the shit show that Batman v Superman was? I say no. 
I, I don't think it was as bad. It wasn't as good as a lot of other movies. It wasn't a good period. But it wasn't the shit show that Batman v Superman was. And people were trying to make it out to be that. What do you guys feel? I think it was a shit show. Um, no, but the shit show that Batman v Superman was. That's the question. Like that much it, of a failure, that much far off the far off the um, far off of what it should be. That kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, the script, the 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 actual script, the actual plot of this movie, and the story behind it is just bad and flawed. I mean, which Batman Superman had a lot of. It had bad writing to it, but at least it's plotting, it's script. Uh, it was it was sound. It was just badly executed. This one didn't even have that behind it. Okay. Ralph, what do you think? I think that the movie was just way too overhyped. Like, well, that's one. <laughs> if if there wasn't so much like coverage over on it, and like the trailers weren't as long as as they were made, then maybe and the trailers didn't include scenes that weren't in the movie. Yeah, like that was a big thing. That was a big issue. Yeah, my expectations would have been raised so high, and maybe I wouldn't have thought that it was as bad, but. It was, I was yeah, you're right. It wasn't as bad as Batman v Superman, but it still wasn't that good either. See, see for me, I think a lot of the, see, for me, I, I, well, you know, I didn't have a lot of expectations one way or the other going into it, so I, I didn't have overhyped expectations. Um, it's nice that the tone of the movie wasn't as grim as the other. It's still grim in its own way, but it wasn't as grim as DC has been doing. But I think Batman v Superman, it's seen extra hard just because there's such beloved characters that were definitely fucked over, whereas these are. For the most part, characters that most people don't care that much about. I mean, you get you know a couple here or there, but like I said, I mean, Batman v Superman at least had like a few. Take out the fact the superhero parts. Not talking about the characters, but it just had a few things that worked right. Whereas I, I just don't feel that very much worked right in this movie. It just it just felt very slapped together for me. I I, I feel like I mean, but at the same time, I find it almost a tie. It's really hard for me to say which one's worse. Uh, no, I know. Let's put it this way: I I could sit through watching Suicide Squad again as bad as it was. I couldn't sit through Batman v Superman, even though Kev, shout out to Big Kev. There you go, Kev, a shout out. That's what a guy did. You didn't shout me out two shows in a row. What's going on? Guys are fucking slacking. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, it's our show, bro. Yeah, we only shout you out whenever your girlfriend lets you out of the house. Oh, <laughs> you, you know what you need? A, a, a sound on the soundboard that shots fired. Pop, 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 pop. Because Mike just took those shots. I didn't. I love you, Kev. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to make one that says, take cover. Pop, pop. <laughs> but but I mean but to go back to what you were saying though um yeah I probably could watch probably could watch the Suicide Squad again only because it's ridiculous but not in a good way whereas Superman v uh, Batman v Superman is just so boring. dank and boring okay you know, I agree with that. That, that yeah I just wouldn't want to see it because in my notes one thing I have is definitely that it was it was entertaining I watched it with G yeah, and, and, and and where G and mind you before I was kind of not too sure of G and I we, sometimes we don't share the same takes obviously but. I knew that Batman v Superman, she saw that and she didn't like it at all. Right. And like the fact that we sat there, it was there's parts of it that were definitely entertaining. Yeah. It's funny because it's they corrected the mistakes that they did in Batman v Superman, but still made mistakes. Oh, like, they made a ton of them. Like instead of taking twenty thousand years to introduce people, they were like trying to do like a little boop boop boop. Here's who they are. But I think and it's something that Mike and I, Mike and Wait, I, you have mean like flashing and giving a little backstory, like hmm, was that Ant Man? Oh yeah, that's right. right. And make him humorous <laughs> at times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but not done as well. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but see, I like the fact that they tried that, but they just the execution was just really, really no, bad. And, and the thing is, you gave us blips, but it wasn't interesting blips. So like, I still didn't give a damn about your characters. Like, I really didn't care if anyone lived or died. You know, I, there's a part of me that was wondering that if more people were gonna die, spoilers, not as many people died as you thought. 
No, David Ayer lives. <laughs> I think you're going to say fuck David Ayer. <laughs> no. Wait, who is David Ayer? The he writer? is the writer and director. <laughs> oh. Yes, he's he's the double threat. <laughs> <laughs> See, like the double threats are not doing very to well. To himself. Yeah, to himself. <laughs> but, I mean, I just I, I, I felt like they did different mistakes than Batman v Superman did, but they were still mistakes. Yeah. Like, um, and... Usually I would go into what did you like, what didn't you like, but I feel like we, we should just go right for slamming. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my like really is just that, I mean, I thought that the tone was a little bit better. And, I mean, color-wise, I mean, it's, it's very eye-catching, and that's good. It because, is, Because yeah. that also helps to keep you entertained. It's not like that one shade, I'm sorry, the four shades of gray that they use in Batman and Superman. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it is colorful, which, which doesn't make it a good thing just to be colorful, but I, I swear that that just, nothing else activated the brain to watch it more, you know. Um, but that's, about the only good thing. I mean, like, you know, other things would just be something minor, but yeah, that, that's my good thing. All right. What about you, Ralph? What did I like? Yeah. Well, all right. So as Mike pointed out to me uh, after we saw the movie, there were some parts where I was the only one chuckling in the theater. <laughs> and it was due to two things. My, you know... Third so grade humor? Cool. Well, I guess three things. <laughs> my cats. My cool, laid back attitude. And just the fact that uh, I found that some of the stuff was like stupid funny. Like it was just so stupid. It was funny. Right. But at least I did, I did feel like, okay, it wasn't just me because, like you say, you were the only person. Left. I mean, there were like maybe what three times I think that the audience, and including myself, were like, <laughs> you know. There were a few, like maybe three, but other than that, like yeah, you were the only person laughing. I was like, I was like, <laughs> everybody, everyone, like the like, was like leaning on their shoulder. I mean, leaning on their hand, watching a movie. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I went. I think I went the Friday night of opening night. Yeah, was it Friday? Yeah, I went Friday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Um, it was. It was I remember because you didn't invite us. Yeah. Oh, I have to spend time with my wife. Oh. <laughs> do you hear? Do you do you hear him, Gene? She, she she heard that anyway. Oh come on, we already know she's got suspicious taste already. She married you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing she ever did. That for, for, for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you made it sound like it's a selfless act. <laughs> there are so all all the cap socks say thank you, Gigi. <laughs> we were tired of being abused. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You know what's funny? I took that joke and I took it as a folding socks joke. Didn't realize what the real meaning was. <laughs> yes, his socks used to stand up on their own. <laughs> I'm married. They sometimes still do. <laughs> all jokes. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but all jokes aside. Um, all right. So if that's all we can say, what we like. And what I'll say is this: I like Margot Robbie as um, as Harlequin. I feel like she did, she did a better job than other people would have even tried. She didn't. Oh, it was campy. But it wasn't too campy. I don't like what they do with the character, yeah. but I like the way the way she played it. Well, yeah, no, I said to someone else, I'm like, you know, I, I'm not. A, she did a good job with the script she was get, given, but as I pointed out several times already, it's a shitty script. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But she did do a good job mm-hmm. with what she was given. Out of all of them, she was the one that I, every time she like says something, I'm like, okay, I kind of, you know, that made me laugh, or okay, that's kind of cool. Let's go into what didn't work. Um. <clears throat> Just watch it and you'll see. <laughs> I'm a the so- story is so disjointed and, and it makes no sense. It's like, so Amanda Waller wants to create the super team in the event something happens. And then she is the leading cause of why something happens. Right. Well, that's bad enough. And I mean, I guess that's supposed to be irony. My problem is, and I, and I think I've said it to both of you. I definitely know I said it to Cap the other day is, you know, follow my logic really fast on this one is 
in the movie she states we want to make task force x which is the suicide squad task force x is the event that because superman is now dead supposedly you know because uh, this is after the events of um of batman v superman so superman is assumed dead what if the next superman is a terrorist so now let's take that at her words meaning that because this is all now the same universe of man of steel they know that kryptonians exist now she doesn't know that every kryptonian might be dead or not because supergirl for instance you know should be somewhere floating around so if another kryptonian which would have the same exact powers as superman showed up she wants to put a team together that will stop him fine that is the premise of this movie that is a premise that she mentions at a dinner table in the restaurant that we've all seen the preview of right and she mentions at a meeting with the top brass to get the blessings so she particularly mentions that again so she puts together a not too powerful witch that doesn't do much i mean we know superman's um you know defenses to magic but we don't know that yet in this universe but nonetheless she's not that kind of a witch you put together a guy that we find out later has a demonic source of a firepower but that's still just fire so after that you have nothing but human regular human being killer croc can maybe rip the, the door off a car that's not going to do anything superman you have harley quinn on a team that you've expressly said you want to put together in case the next superman is a terrorist superman versus harley quinn this is not injustice <laughs> you know dead dead shot versus superman um who else uh um, captain, oh, boomerang. captain boomerang versus superman and rip flag versus superman that is the most bullshit reason and that's the premise of everything what i'll say what i'll say is whoa first off horrible outfits but uh, <laughs> we're watching the olympics while we're talking about this um and it well, seems to be synchronized posing leading to synchronized swinging swimming well at least, well, at least the, the, the butt cheeks are moving in rhythm <laughs> but, but what i was gonna say was that uh, i don't think I, I i would take her at exactly her word i think she's saying what if i think she's she wants a, you know an anti-superhero threat but you're absolutely right you know even take take a superhero five leagues down from but i was Superman. just about to say that's yeah, what i'm trying to say down. like the whole purpose is you have a team that's composed of Harley Quinn, Deadshot, <laughs> Rick Flag, and Captain Boomerang. What? You already aren't going to do much with a super villain problem. If you, if you ever read the Suicide Squad from the 80s, which was actually really good at times, they handled like threats to the nation from other countries mm-hmm. that may or may not have had a super powered bent to it. Right. That's where this movie should have been. They should have had an ISIS-like threat to America, and that that group had some super-powered people on it, not Superman-level. Right. And then we need this team to defend that. That would have been a wonderful movie with a great cast ready to go. Sign them up. You know, Take sign my them money. Up. Here's my money. <laughs> yeah. Go sign make yeah. that. that. That would have been a great, but I mean, that's not what we got. Yeah. yeah you well, were saying you're one of your problems? Oh, fuck. One of them. Fuck. We'll get to I, I'm, I'm going to throw this up there. Throw a problem in the air. Where it lands, I know not where. Um, okay. They're villains. First off, they didn't feel villainy. No. They, they didn't feel dastardly. It felt like a bunch of anti-heroes. It yeah. felt like a bunch of guys that you, 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 you kind of really like to root for because they got a little bit of dirt on them. No, no. Will Smith should be like a cold-blooded killer. Which he was, supposedly. Because remember, these are, it according to her, way. right? No, no, it didn't. It, it not didn't at all. None way. of them. But they are the worst of the worst. I mean, you like, really? I mean, Croc, Croc, my thing is, he was all right. You need to make him bigger, size wise. Right. He was he was fucking Mexican croc. Sorry for all my Mexican fans. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like five foot seven. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. So you have that. You're right. You have um, enchantress. You have enchantress. Who actually her look was cool, but she when, ended up when, being the villain. When, so. when she wasn't 
you know, doing that weird dance number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told you she was practicing for her, her gig at the club. And it's just, she's like, first, I got to end the world, and then I got to do my shift at the, you know, Pum Pum Lounge. <laughs> pum Pum Lounge. We should open up a place at, like at, that. At the Comedy Strip Club, Hilariolas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. God, we're just giving you all our money today, Mike. <laughs> but, but what I'm basically saying is that they, they didn't paint this picture of people that should no. be hated and that come together, and I mean, they're not trying to double cross each other nope, as much. Not even, except for one time, I mean, if you want to call it a double cross, where, um, who was it? Was it, was it um, Boomerang? Boomerang that and talk, um, Slipknot. Slipknot, by the way, the guy that they just added on just to kill. Like, well, no he, reason. I, th- I think we all knew that. No, he, but I mean. He had a red Ensign shirt. And, and that's why I felt but, like he's an Ensign. But I mean, again, but that was a bad, that's the bad scripting, is that they introduced the character 45 minutes into the film after they've already introduced every one of our other characters already and don't even give him a backstory. They just go, here he is. <laughs> you know, it's, you know him. Kind of telling the audience, don't get too attached. Right. And his skill is, I can climb with ropes. Yeah. I can, well, I, no, Amanda Waller said, he can climb anything. Yeah. Um, so can anybody. <laughs> <laughs> just, go, just because Viola Davis says it doesn't make it true or better. <laughs> but yeah, just that. And then on top of that, I'll add the point of Okay, we're, we're, we're bad guys and we're fighting for a cause. Why are you trying to make them friends? Why yeah. are you trying to make them family? Oh, I'm sorry. Trying to, they became instant friends. Yep. They were like, they, they went from sociopath and, and psychopath that, that, that barely ever worked with anyone to, oh, I love you. You know, yeah. you're, my, you're my second family. Really? That's the worst really part Diablo? of it. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you just burnt your family. Spoilers. You just killed your entire family. Out of a fucking anger, anger, rage that you fucking had, and now these motherfuckers are your family, and you're sounding sincere. By the fuck out of well, here. Well, if I was being told that after that, I wouldn't want to be his family either. <laughs> you're like my family. Oh, I'm right. in trouble. <laughs> well, everyone knows that when you take criminals and you put them together, they're gonna get along oh, and sure. they're gonna love each other. Yeah, that's just like you know nature. Like, I mean, Spanish, nature. like Spanish people. Exactly. <laughs> you take a whole bunch of Spanish people and you put them together, they're, they're gonna, gonna make a fiesta. Yeah, or a siesta, depending on what time of the day it is. Exactly. <laughs> well, what yeah. are some things other things you don't like? I know one of you guys are gonna hit it. I don't even gotta say it. Go. Well for me, I mean it's just like I said, there's it's everything. I mean the the villains oh the the bad guys that they pit this hot squad against. I mean they're Joker Well the Joker, don't even get me started on the Joker. The the guy that's playing a character called the Joker Jared Leto, dude, evidently you're far more flexible than even I am because you were sucking your dick and licking your balls and getting, <laughs> and getting a little taint all at the same time with his, like, I did method. And that's, I don't care how many times you say the word method, your performance was average and you were not the Joker, period. You mean uh, Tony Mon Joker? Yeah, that's pretty much what he Yo, was. Yo, what the fuck? The, the, they made Joker into a gangster who owns a club. And yeah, I yeah, talked with Mike yeah, about this before. Yeah. If he's the Joker, he wouldn't own a club. And if he did, he'd blow it up the next day because yeah. he's yeah. fucking crazy. Let me yeah. see. Let me get the Jared Leto version of the Joker. He owns a club. So let's see. The scenes that we didn't see in the movie are when he's balancing the books, <laughs> t- telling Consuela that she really needs to do a better job cleaning up the room. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, because she knows she'll be killed, <laughs> you know. But I'm just like, he would not own a club. He would not be sitting around doing this crap. That's why the Joker is always in 
like I said, sometimes I'm like, he's always in this place where you'll never find him an abandoned amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, why does Gotham City have so many abandoned amusement parks? Like when one went down, wouldn't you have just demolished it and built another one <laughs> instead of keeping so many up? Well, they want to remind everyone that the joy has left, so you leave it there. <laughs> you used to have fun here. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do, they, do they just build abandoned amusement parks? Is that what they build? Pretty much. It's safe. This part of Gotham is becoming too cheery. You know what we need. All right, let's get the abandoned amusement park crew. We need one right here. Build that Ferris wheel. Destroy all the lights and put some cobwebs up right now. <laughs> and, uh, and, on, and on that note of, um, of uh, what do you call it, of the Joker and Harlequin, when was their relationship so fucking chummy? Never, ever. I, they had a Bonnie and Clyde relationship. What kind they, of shit is that? Oh, my God. They, it, it's just ridiculous. And, and, and to hear people go, no, that's their relationship. And I'm like, look, if you're not a combo it, person, no. that's fine. But even combo people, I'm like, the Joker never has loved Harlequin. He tolerates her. He uses her as a punching board or whatever it is. But he yeah. does not love her. He doesn't love anyone or anything. That is part of what makes him the Joker. There's been multiple instances where Batman is about to punch the Joker and he throws Harlequin in the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like like, like Nino Brown in New Jack City. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, that's one of the reasons he keeps her around. He knows he has someone that will literally do anything for him. Mm-hmm. If, if he said, you know, um, someone's going to come through that door with a bunch of knives, you know, block it. And, <laughs> yeah. You know? And my thing is, and I won't say the person, but he's a, he's a famous celebrity who, who likes comic books also, and he has a podcast as well. He said he loved the idea of, of Joker and Harlequin. He found it kind of sweet. Are you fucking kidding me? It's Are sweet. you kidding me? It's but, supposed to be an abusive relationship. And not that I call for abuse, but. But that's the relationship that, they have. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and if somebody says, oh, well, you know, so many kids are going to be watching it at an R rating, what kind of yeah. parent are you? Well, let's put it this way if the moment you describe the Joker and the Harlequin's relationship as sweet, you already know you've written it wrong. Yep. yep. You, you have it wrong immediately. G said, G said the two shows, but maybe they went a different route. I go, they went the wrong route. <laughs> yes, they went the different route of other characters. And that's what, like, that's the thing I'm tired of more and more, especially as now, you know, superhero movies and, and, and shows and whatnot are coming out is, look, I'm not a stickler, meaning it has to be exactly like the book or whichever books or whatever like that. But there is an essence to a character. And it, an essence shouldn't just be a slight whiff in the air it should be pretty damn true with a few extra things thrown in because it's your own version right you know so i'm tired of hearing like uh you know like well jared leto that's just his own version of the joker i'm like well then that's not the joker like you know that's just like saying that the joker is you know an asian woman you know with a bad leg and a robot head but she calls herself the joker (laughs) you know (laughs) and she doesn't laugh and she doesn't commit crime she's a knitter (laughs) <laughs> but it's just her own version <laughs> you know yeah played I, by Marlon Wayans wow <laughs> you know wow but, but and that was delayed <laughs> but I mean I mean we can go on and on about how many bad 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 things there were and like I said yeah, it's a 123 me, minute film I could go in for 124 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I said don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not slamming slamming it I'm just one slamming it because it was bad enough. It wasn't as bad as Batman v Superman. I'd be willing to watch it on a matinee to show somebody how bad it is. Because I wouldn't even do that for Batman v Superman. But sometimes when things are not as bad, doesn't make it as good. You'd watch that as a matinee. I wouldn't watch it sitting on matinee. <laughs> but um, boom. Yeah, um, he, he missed that one. No, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> even I admit it. <laughs> Mike knows. You don't know Matt. Go ahead. <laughs> Mike knows the scale. But uh, yeah, it's just. 
Oh, also, um, so what do we think about like the weird extra ending? The the, the I unnecessary? need I, I need files on people I already know about. Unnecessary. <laughs> Here, yes. Here's files on Wonder Woman, Flash, and uh, Cyborg. And Cyborg. Yeah, I know all about them. But thank you. Apparently, um, and and keep you know she stopped doing your night job, so you even know I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should stop doing your, your your night job. You should stop looking into me, bitch, before I <laughs> start doing my night job all over you. But <laughs> you like that one, huh? Whoa! <laughs> Damn, you got, got dark quick, bro. That's what that's what he was saying. Yeah, that, that ending was like, why? Why are you trying? Because they thought that he was going to make a really good white Nick Fury. Because that's what it was supposed to feel like, you know, I'm putting the team together. And I'm but, like, but you already know the team. You're already working saying, with yeah. Because this expressly, we, this is not an assumption. This is not, well, maybe it didn't take place after Batman v Superman. We know it did because in the beginning she says Superman's dead. And they show the funeral. Yeah. Yep. So, well, there we go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, like, he should have just said, like, thank you for giving me something I already own. In fact, I think I gave this to you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you re-gifting? Yeah. <laughs> She's returning. He's like, oh, this was a great read. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. I know. I added some notes in Did there. Did you see Luther's clip on Aquaman? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, well, he's evidently spent hours putting cameras in odd locations mm-hmm. waiting to see one person. Yeah. I saw Luther's clip on Aquaman and Flash. I'm just, I just don't want to see Luther anymore. How about that one? <laughs> thank God. He's, he's coming. Trying. He's coming. Who? The guy in the jail cell next to you? <laughs> <laughs> or in you, depending. <laughs> Ah, poor, poor Luther. All right. <laughs> any other, sh- any other shit we want to shit before we go to ratings? Nope. No, I, I've already. No, I, I, I could go on too long. I've, oh. I've already watched. All right, let's good. go for it. Rename the, rename the movie. I'm gonna go with Suicide Squad. Will Pitt, Will Smith, the pimp, and the rest of them. <laughs> Tell me that outfit was not pimpalicious. Oh my god! I was like, are we in the seventies? What the fuck's going on? The unknown time zone with the most lackluster Batman performance ever. It he wasn't just, that bad. He just showed up. Hey. <laughs> but oh, but by the way, before we go into the other names, the Flash that that kind of surprised me. I was actually kinda... oh no, I was surprised that he was there. I mean, I didn't know that. One of the few things that no one spoiled, you know, in their trailers, or whatever. But you know, it was just like, okay, great. Uh, why didn't they come to save the day? <laughs> <laughs> right, um, Ralph. Uh, Suicide Squad, the little squad that could but didn't. <laughs> Shoulda, woulda, coulda, huh? Yeah, yeah, Mike. I have too many retitles. I could call it the Suicide Studio. Uh, <laughs> DC doesn't know how to get away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> or just killer crock of shit. <laughs> Next on BET. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ratings for this movie called Suicide Squad. Um, I'm going to give it two. Did, did I give it a two? Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I did. I gave it a two, but I'm going to move it down to a, a one and a half. I won't wear a mask that long. I'm Will Smith, bitch, out of ten. <laughs> Mike? I give it a two. Fuck you, DCEU. Fuck you, DCEU. Out of ten. <laughs> wow, just a fuck you, DCEU. Wow. Okay. Uh, Ralph? I give it a ten out of ten. Wait, you're talking about the soundtrack, right? No. Because that soundtrack was a The soundtrack was pretty good. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so the movie, I give it a... Three, eh, Deadshot's pretty cool out of ten. That was so lame. Like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Suicide Squad. Just because a movie isn't that bad doesn't mean it's that good. But hey, guys, don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now, well, let's Suicide Squad. <laughs> let's Suicide Squad. How many people will want to say that now? Because 
You said a 40 what on, on Metacritic? Um, oh, I'm sorry, 40 out of 100, 27% on Rotten Tomato. Oddly enough, I mean, not oddly enough, interestingly enough, um, I was having a conversation with uh, someone at the gym and they were just like, look, how much money you made the opening weekend? I said, opening weekend is never the indication. It's always mm-hmm. the second weekend. Mm-hmm. And they are down 67%. Wow. They were number that, one opening, right? They were number one opening, yeah. And what were they at the second weekend? I think they still were number one, but everything else was just not, not that good. Well. Yeah. <laughs> everything else, but they were down 67%, so that just gives you an idea. I think their drop was, I think, almost as bad as Batman v Superman, if not more. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, here we go. Well, I've got something that's not going to tank as bad. Geeks on the go. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and they never make it under a minute, but, I mean, shit. We're watching synchronized swimming. I'm pretty sure we could beat that out. Not in tandem. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, watching synchronized swimming, you can't beat anything. They're not really that attractive. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Ready, set, before misogynist, um, before, before Aaron calls me misogynist. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Being that DC made a Suicide Squad movie, could Marvel be successful with a Thunderbolts movie? Ralph. Uh, let's check Marvel's track record. Uh, Iron Man, yeah. Thor, yeah. Avengers, yeah. Captain America, yeah. I think it probably would be very successful. <laughs> okay, Mike. I say no. I mean, if they follow the original story, it would only be interesting for one film because, surprise, they're villains. Otherwise, a franchise about villains saving the day gets old fast. Oh, wow. It's interesting for you to say that, especially you liking um, Spider-Man. Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, if, you, if you were president of the United States, which Justice League, or besides the top three, would be on your security detail? Mike. Easy. Captain Marvel. Shazam. I knew. I knew you were going to pick that. <laughs> Ralph. Cyborg, man. That guy will have every security camera covered. He'll predict anything that would happen. I'd be secure. And rust in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he'll be pulled over for driving too fast every time he gets in the car. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the Fantastic Four is no longer an active comic book series. Yay. How long, oh, I'm sorry. How long before they return to the shelves? Ralph. <laughs> Time's up. We'll continue. Uh I cannot de- uh, answer that question due to confidentiality. Uh, you know what? Actually, this next year, next year, next year. Wow. Okay, yeah, it's, it's come come back. I got it from an inside source. Next year is coming back. All right. I think his inside source was his head up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, Who which, told you that? That that that. That's what it sounds like in Ralph's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, um, I say I can see clearly enough to say it'll be twenty twenty. Oh, <laughs> wait! Twenty twenty from now—that's four years. Yeah, I can no. see four years. No, Mike. Even though you just—you're a... better than that, Mike. You're better than that. Well, I just figured they—they they canceled them what in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So figured, yeah, you figured, five years. Yeah, five, six, you know that, that definitely is it. And last but not least, which would you get rid of first? You. <laughs> nah, you're stuck with me for life. Fuck that shit. Um, comic book annual crossover events or established superhero characters changing ethnicities. Ralph, uh, the f- latter, yeah. Do, do you, which one? Uh, changing ethnicities. I mean, honestly, if you just want to, you know, create a, a superhero with a different ethnicity, just do that. Please tell me do, that. Don't be say, okay, now we have this one guy. We want to make him more relatable. We're gonna make him black or Chinese or with boobs. Yeah. It's like, are you serious? No, just create something new. Be original. Yeah, yeah. Create a Blasian with boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Mike? Um, for me, at least first, it would be the crossovers. They're a waste of money, characters, and never add anything lasting to any universe. First. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and then 1A would be the other oh, one. Yeah, we're moving on to that next. But yeah, <laughs> it's not an either or. It's like one and then the other. <laughs> You're like, if I had my death list, that'd be one of the one and 1A on my death list. <laughs> All right, cool. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? 
Ralph, uh, Mike. I'd like to shout out Ralph. Why? I don't know. Just because he's here. Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me feel secure. See? How do I make you feel? And I'd like to shout out Cap because he won't be here soon. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me feel better. Ah, something to look forward for, for episode 100. Ralph? I'd like to shout out Mike. Because he's awesome. Aww. And I, I guess you can get a shout out. I ain't giving you motherfucking shout outs <laughs> like that. Spoilers. You should press the spoiler button now. Spoilers. I, I ain't calling you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Steve. <laughs> Quick shout out. Shout out to Johannes. Hopefully he's doing well. I haven't heard from him in a couple of days. I think school starting soon. He oh. was in a wedding. Yes. yes I, did I did see, see that. that. Yeah. Pretty cool. He did not get married though. No. When are you getting married, Johannes? <laughs> yeah, actually, Johannes, actually wait, wait, I'm congrats. sorry. I'm sorry. Don't get married. <laughs> I got married because I'm in love. Don't get married because it's a lot of bills and taxes. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Um, shout out to Kevin. You know where he's sleeping tonight. Yep. <laughs> in two weeks, I'll be fine. <laughs> shout out to Kev because he was like, you guys are fucking slacking. So I had to give him a shout out. I have to give a shout out to Tom. I haven't seen him in a while. And I haven't seen him on Facebook that much. Hipster Tom has been like. Hipster Tom, man. Where have you been? I think you might be following the Kev route. Aww. You know. Well, here's the shout out to you then. <laughs> when, when, when you get unlocked up, please let us know. If he, if he doesn't respond, though, that he heard this, we should key his car. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or hit up King Koopa Ivan. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because yeah, he, he responds to us, too. <laughs> Locked up, you don't let me out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Your singing just gets worse and worse. I know, I pride myself. I didn't even know it was singing. possible to get worse, but, but you do. <laughs> All right. And um, I guess last shout out is... Shit to my brother, I guess, because I mean he he's been like, you know, I listen once in a while. You don't shout me out. I'm like, but you gotta tell me when you're listening so I can shout you out, Steve. <laughs> so Steve, hopefully you'll be on the show one of these days. But we'll be talking about a video game, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully cool. something will be coming out. I don't know. I mean, well, you well, just got an Xbox One, so you know. Yeah, I'll find out. I've been playing this game called No Man's Sky. Oh, I heard it's good. It gets old pretty quick. It gets old pretty quick. Yeah, uh, like like I feel about you guys after the end of the show. <laughs> So for, I like that segue, right? So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky, and maybe next time I won't share a mic with Ralph, but that probably won't sound as good. Probably not.